Hello and welcome to Unipass Market Insights. My name is Florian Oberländer and as usual, I'm very happy to welcome our Chief Analyst Gregor Petz. Hi Gregor. Hello Florian, good to see you. Gregor, today we want to discuss a more complex and more difficult topic, um, the crisis in the Middle East. And of course, there's a, um, a human side to it, um, which is really, really difficult to put into words. Um, but for today, we will try to emphasize on the impact on the global energy markets. Um, and from what you've seen so far, what has been the impact on the energy markets of the crisis? Yeah, um, the impact has been quite moderate, so the markets are not in, in, in panic mode. Um, we have seen some some price in, impacts, but they um, were not uh, not extreme, um, uh, which is a sign that the markets uh, hope uh, that uh, the situation will calm down a little bit. It's not easy in the light, as you mentioned, of uh, of the pictures we see from there, but that is the current perception of the markets. And how exactly are the concerned countries, especially when we're talking about the Eastern Mediterranean area, uh, contributing to the supply situation of the energy markets? Maybe start with gas and energy. Yeah, so uh, Israel is a important supplier of, of gas. So they have uh, significant fields and produce 20-22 million cubic meters uh, a year of, uh, of natural gas. Um, the names that come to mind are, for example, the Tamar field or Leviathan, very big field. Um, uh, the uh, gas is uh, then uh, sent by pipeline uh, to Egypt and part of that uh, almost half of the, the volumes is exported via Egypt uh, as LNG. So uh, indirectly, uh, Israel has a significant uh, contribution to the uh, global LNG markets, but it's not as big as, uh, for example, the, uh, the the volumes that come out of Australia. And we discussed it the other day in this format here uh, about the strikes in Australia and, and the impact that had on markets. Uh, so the uh, impact, uh, the current situation can have is, of course, significantly lower uh, than the ones we've seen at that time. Okay, understood. Now, does it look um, what the oil markets, a similar movement there? Yeah, Israel is a net importer of, uh, of oil. Um, uh, so Israel in itself um, uh, has has not such a big impact on the on the global uh, oil markets, but of course the region is one of the uh, oil richest uh, regions um, uh, in the world, the Middle East. Yeah, and uh, uh, if we um, extend the, the scope to uh, to the for example the the, the Gulf region, then we are talking about uh, out of magnitude twenty percent of. Uh, uh, global oil and gas production that could be affected if we see um, uh, disruptions uh, or, or blockings in that in that area. Okay, and uh, you know in that supply context, we always hear um, the name Suez Canal. Uh, I think everybody is aware of of it. However, what do you see there in in regards to impact and importance and, and are there any other um, bottlenecks when we talk when we talk about supply? Yeah, the Suez Canal is obviously a very um, uh, strong unknown bottleneck. A lot of the ship traffic, um, uh, including oil and gas, uh, goes through uh, to reach the Mediterranean then and, and, and Europe further on. 
And uh, so if anything happens there, and we've seen it in, in uh, recent years when, for example, a ship then uh, uh, was basically moving and uh, then blocking the Suez Canal and was it was an accident and but it blocked the canal for for some days and that had some impact uh, on global supply chains uh, when it comes to spare parts and supply of uh, of materials and that of course could happen here also you were mentioning you were mentioning also other points and uh, what comes to mind is the strait of ormus uh, that is basically the exit of the of the persian gulf and uh, then we are talking e uh, of a lot of um, um, impact of oil and gas supplies so for example qatar um, uh, uh, one of the biggest uh, exporters of, of, of LNG, uh, their point, their shipping route goes through that uh, th th that part, through the Straits of Ormus. Um, uh, for uh, oil, it's similar. Uh, Saudi Arabia, for example, ships a lot uh, of oil then through, through that route. Uh, they also have pipelines that go west, so they also have alternatives. But we would uh, really, if something happens there, been talking about a much bigger impact. Yeah, and then maybe just to give um, our audience an uh, idea on um, the time delay. So if a, a ship, for example, delivering LNG through the canal um, of, of Suez and it's blocked, it has to go around Africa, which will take around another 14 days. So quite quite a huge impact then, of course, on deliveries, especially to Europe. Ego, when we talk about oil, um, there are some voices in the market that are currently comparing the current situation in the Middle East to the Yom Kippur War from 1973. Um, back then, um, the war had huge impact on the world economy, especially mentioning the role of the OPEC back then. Do you see any parallel, parallel uh, developments currently? Well, superficially, at the first glance, there are some parallels. Uh, so the um, attack uh, happened on exactly 50, uh, almost exactly 50 years after the attack uh, uh, that started the Yom Kippur War. Um, uh, then, of course, it was a surprise. Yeah, neither intelligence agencies in Israel nor in uh, the US had anticipated uh, uh, what was happening then. But uh, I think there almost the the parallels end because. Um, in 1973, it was mainly um, a coalition led by uh, Egypt and Syria that uh, led the attack, um, whereas today uh, their role is uh, totally different. So Egypt in par particular is uh, cooperating um, with Israel when it comes to energy supplies and their role is, uh, is they are not an attacker in this in this scenario. Uh, on the other hand, there are other players that in the region that are important uh, whose role has uh, changed, for example, Iran uh, that is backing um, uh, Hamas, for example, and they um, in 1973, obviously that was before the revolution in Tehran and, um, and, and they uh, were having a totally different role. Um, so also in 1973, you mentioned the impact on the markets. Uh, so the Egyptian president, Anwar al-Sadat, um, who um, ordered the attack was had secured support of uh, um, the OPEC and in particular Saudi Arabia at the time that they would use um, uh, um, the so-called oil weapon in case uh, uh, Western countries and in particular the US uh, would support uh, Israel. And that happened. Uh, the OPEC then imposed uh, 
um, restrictions, production restrictions of 5%, and uh, those were progressing then over time, and also an embargo towards so-called friendly or unfriendly um, uh, countries. And uh, we have no uh, similar reaction today. So there is nothing similar we can we can see. Uh, also, the world economy has changed. So the world economy is less dependent in the in, in the US and also in Europe on oil than it was um, in 1973. And in, in particular, the US has enough oil now, so they are not dependent on the situation. So any effect on oil would uh, would not, and also on gas would not. Uh, harm harm the US. So that uh, for sure has uh, changed compared to the situation in 1973. Also, we saw some of us will remember uh, there were uh, car free Sundays then in Germany, for example, more a symbolic gesture than anything, but certainly something that attracted a lot of attention in, in Europe and in Germany. OK, so only comparable on certain levels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, and um, back then the war lasted uh, around two weeks, um, and then, as you said, had major impact on on the energy markets um, on the global ones. Um, now, looking a little bit into the future, do you already see um, some scenarios on how this one could play out when we talk about the situation in the Middle East? Yeah, it certainly depends on how wide, uh, how widely the uh, the conflict spreads and how many uh, countries in the region and globally will get involved in that. So um, uh, I mentioned uh, these uh, points like the Suez Canal and the uh, State of Hormuz. And uh, if uh, basically uh, countries in the region got involved and those would be affected, um, that would be certainly more severe than, uh, than the current situation from energy economic perspective. I'm not talking about uh, the people in the area for whom it's, of course, uh, that's, that's terrible. Um, and um, uh, then, but uh, it, it also energy wise, it uh, would uh, then spread more globally. Yeah. Okay, um, understood. And um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, talk about positive developments um, in, in the next episodes. Um, but at this point, Gregor, Thank you very much. Uh, I know it's a very difficult and hard uh, topic to to talk about, especially putting it into the context of energy markets. Yeah, thank you, Florian. It is indeed difficult. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and to you out there, um, as I said, hopefully we will have um, more positive news to discuss in the next round. Until then, see you then. Bye bye.